2: So the legend of Tom Brady is growing and continues to grow. Uh, I broke a story, I guess it was yesterday, on Brady's knee injury. Now, we know that he had had surgery in the offseason a couple weeks after the Super Bowl. He said it was fairly serious surgery, uh, the most serious since 08 when he tore his ACL. But there really hasn't been much details about that. You know, we've asked Brady about it, and he's like, I'm kind of old school. I don't want to, I don't really want to talk about injuries, that sort of thing. Well, it turns out, and I reported this in the Tampa Bay Times on com, that uh, Tom Brady played with a torn medial collateral ligament in his left knee all season long. And it's one that he had suffered in his final year with the New England Patriots. Um, It got worse. You know, his decision was basically when he came to Tampa Bay, uh, he had this injury, and it wasn't as severe as it was at the end of the year. But it was like, look, I am. It's COVID. You know, uh, it's, it's hard to get to have uh, elective surgery uh, at that time. And uh, on top of that, he was trying to get with his teammates, learn an offense. Um, you know, there really wasn't time if he was going to shift to being the Bucs' starting quarterback um, to try to get this done. And, and he felt confident that, you know, him and his trainer, Alex Guerrero, I guess, could manage this, manage the pain, manage whatever they had to do to get him through the season. And in fact, we know how it ended. I mean, the guy has confetti once again falling on his on his head, and he's got his seventh Super Bowl ring. But it wasn't easy because uh, this injury, as you would imagine, uh, a football season and the toll it takes on a you know forty three year old quarterback. He took some hits. I mean, he was in a new offense, a lot of deep drops, a lot of down the field throws early on. He was getting hit a bit, and um, so that knee got worse and worse as the year went on. And we we know this because um, towards the end of the season. And Bruce Arians does this with a lot of his veteran players. He gives them days off, especially late in the year as the season wears on. And Tom would take, uh, Wednesdays off, uh, probably like the last eight regular season, you know, Wednesdays, uh, of the year. And they were usually just deemed maintenance days. In fact, he wouldn't even appear on the injury report other than did not practice. And so there was no injury affixed to, to his, uh, reason for not practicing. So, um, there might be some, you know, some. I know Mike Florio has written about this and thinks there, there might be the Bucks might be in a little bit of trouble here about hiding an injury. Uh, but the fact is, he played every game. Um, he didn't miss any time. And the only time he did miss was at practice. And there might be a rub there. But pretty amazing. I mean, if you think about it, I remember all the talk of the Super Bowl was how Patrick Mahomes had the, the bad toe. He was going to need surgery after the season. Of course, he ran around, didn't look like it bothered him in the Super Bowl. Turns out Tom Brady had a torn MCL.
1: Well, I guess now we know what Giselle was telling Tom when she said, "What more <laughs> do you have right. to prove? You just That's won a Super right. Bowl with a, a tear in or your one MCL." One leg.
2: <laughs> That's right. I'm we didn't know that see. at the time, but right. Well, you know, I mean, and and look, we know he takes care of his body, and we know you know the the TV twelve and, and and all the plyometrics and things. But now, you know, and, and Brady said this. He goes, "Look, I I had to spend a lot of time that I." I'm glad I won't have to spend this year on my knee, just getting ready to play. And now we know why. I mean, a guy had an MCL tear. I mean, it's that is not an easy injury. I mean, that that's you know the the medial collateral ligament um, basically is the stability of your knee. You know, it it prevents it from hyperextending, from going backwards, uh, and so you know it, it 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 can really bend in the wrong the wrong direction. It's the one that runs along the inner edge of the knee. It um, connects the shin and the thigh bones and keeps the knee, knee stable um, and working when you, when you're moving around now, you know, a couple things. One, it shows that you can play on a lot of stuff if you're a pocket passer, right? Like uh, learn, learn quarterbacks, how to win from the pocket. And, you know, those sort of injuries may not knock you out for the year. Um, but, you know, two, it, I mean, not only did he leave New England after 20 years, not only was he a 43-year-old quarterback, not only did he come to a franchise that hadn't sniffed the playoffs in 12 years or won a playoff game since the 03 Super Bowl, not only did he have to learn a new offense, a new coach, new teammates, and do it during a pandemic with no training camp, no preseason games, but after going 7-5, and five, he won eight in a row with a torn medial collateral MCL. I mean, it's just... It's incredible. I mean, it's, that's that's the stuff of legends, right? That now you know the rest of the story, as Paul Harvey, the great Paul Harvey used to say.
1: It is. But as you broke the story today, I had a few questions. Yeah, yeah. Did the Buccaneers know about his knee when they signed him?
2: Well, that's, uh, I don't know that answer, unfortunately. I wasn't able to, uh, you know, some guys are still scattered on vacation. And so there wasn't a, And and, and I will say this. I don't know that I will be told whether they did or not because they can very easily hide behind HIPAA, I suppose. I mean, they're going to have to answer to the NFL. They don't have to answer to me. But you have to imagine that when a player – you know, Tom Brady was a free agent and he agreed to terms, you know, how that went down. You know, there were two or three teams involved and it was going to be the Chargers, the Bucks, and then all of a sudden it was like, wow, word out of uh, New England that Tom Brady has – decided to come to Tampa Bay. I remember he met with Robert Kraft, talked on the phone to Bill Belichick. And so there were news stories about how he made his decision and and he's going to sign with Tampa. But a bunch of days passed and there was no contract. And he was in New York City at the time, or New York, uh, visiting his oldest son. And this was when the world was shut down. You know, you couldn't go anywhere. Um, There was no vaccines. There was nothing. And the team's... The, the facilities were shut down and everybody was sent home. So it wasn't like the doctors could examine Tom Brady. They were not making contact with any players uh, or each other. And so what Brady had to do, and it took a number of days, and I, I'm sure you remember that there was a lag time. He was like, well, he hadn't signed the contract yet. Well, you know, people, if here in Tampa, when we don't see contracts, they get nervous, Bill Parcells. So um, there was some nervy days there, and then, he had to go get an independent doctor, one that he knew, in New York. Uh, and then the Bucks doctors had to take a look at, you know, whatever it is they do to uh, to give this guy a physical. One would presume that if you're getting a physical to play football, they're going to look at your joints. You know, they may not do an MRI unless there's reason to, but they're going to move your legs around and make sure that everything is attached and whatnot. But I don't know. See, I don't know. We don't. The Bucs will have to answer to that at some point, but we don't know how this would not have been a thing, you know, in a physical exam, and if so, I go back to the the, very, the mere fact that Joe Tryon, you know, had a torn meniscus and had to have surgery before he could pass his physical. Or, or, so,
1: or is this a case of, you know, think back to Nick Saban in Miami with Drew Brees. The Dolphins doctors wouldn't clear him, but maybe, you know, obviously somebody else's did.
2: You know, I mean, doctors that, can that have happens. different assessments of it. No, that happens. That definitely happens. And maybe this, maybe the Bucks did clear him. Maybe they, they were aware of it and said it's not something that's going to prevent you from playing. And remember now, he played on it in New England, you know. So it wasn't as if um, this was a new injury. I'm sure it didn't get better with time. But if he had this injury in New England, which is my reporting, that that's where it occurred and he played all the way to the final game. He played, got beaten in the playoffs. His last throw was an interception in Tennessee. If he played, uh, and didn't miss games and he didn't, he played every game of the season, then whatever it was, wasn't going to prevent him from playing football because he had proven it. He would played a, a year on it. So that might've been part of the consideration too, is that, yeah, you know, we all have something, right? Like if you go examine me right now, the doctors probably wouldn't let me play anything, but, um, the fact of the matter is, is that this guy's played 20 seasons. You're not going to find a clean body uh, of, a, of a quarterback who's played 20 years. But is it going to stop him? Is there something there that would prevent him from playing football? And I guess you could argue uh, that the Bucks doctors and, and whoever did the physical for Brady concluded that, no, it won't. And you know what? They were, it didn't. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, played if, every game.
1: If they were informed of it and knew, then right. and they may have made that assessment. They were correct at the end because yeah. he did finish and, the season. He played every game.
2: Yeah, it was not something that was going to prevent him from from playing the game or or possibly endanger him to the point where he can't get out of harm's way, he can't he can't protect himself. You know, that's what you look for in injuries is is this something that's going to put him in harm's way? Is he at risk of of, you know, further damaging that injury or um or or, or making himself vulnerable for for another hit? And so the conclusion was, well, you just saw him on film. He played a whole season with New England. There's nothing going to stop him from playing a season on it for us. So, and that's what he did. But again, wear and tear. Um, if you remember early in the season, there was a lot of hits. He was throwing the ball down the field a lot. Um, you know, uh, and that's why they had to adapt the offense. It, it took some time. But I remember him taking days off, and I remember, you know, um, like I couldn't see, you know, physically, you know, whether he was favoring one leg or favoring the leg that he had the sleeve on. That's the same leg that he had the ACL tear on in 08. So he always wears a neoprene wrap on that knee. So just seeing him walking around with that wrap on doesn't say anything. It just says, yeah, that's that's the knee, that's the ACL. Mm-hmm. Um so, you know, there listen, it's <laughs> Injuries, as you know, in every league is has its own unique sort of challenges, and I think um, if teams had their druthers, they wouldn't disclose anything. But there's also HIPAA laws. There's there's different things that are governing that. But you know, the legal decide whether the Bucks uh, ran afoul of their policy or not. And the fact, again, I just keep going back to this: he didn't miss a game, and and the practices he had off may have been in part or in total because we were told as much that it was just a veteran maintenance day. They did it with Ndamukong Sue, They did it with Jason Pierre-Paul. They did it with Levante David. They did it with all those guys who wound up playing the whole season. Um, and, you know, in the case of some of them, like Pierre-Paul, they would put on the injury report that it was his knee because he had off-season knee surgery. And they were, that's that's the purpose of him not practicing. But with Brady, when he wouldn't practice, it was just... Not injury-related, you know, just maintenance day, whatever. Um, but now we know that this was a concern. But See, Bruce Arians
1: from now on should just put Brady on the injury list every week, like Bill Belichick well, that, for years.
2: You know what? That's what New England did for about mm-hmm. 80-something weeks, I think. They had the, the same sort of thing happened up there, and so Belichick decided to make a mockery of it by listing Brady with a shoulder injury for like five years.
1: That's probable every time.
2: Yeah, exactly. I mean, you you know, you can just do the whole, you know, head, shoulders, knees, and toes, you know, (laughs) and just put them all on there every day because everything hurts. What do they tell you about football and hockey? Uh, This time of year, everybody's injured, Mm -hmm. you know.
1: Yeah, nobody's 100%.
2: It turns out it's true. Look at that damn hockey team. (laughs) You know, I mean, geez, the walking wounded. But – all I know this is that he was he was healthy enough to throw for forty six hundred and thirty three yards and forty touchdowns, and then in the postseason he added another thousand sixty one yards and ten touchdowns. And so you know, uh, if it bothered him, he had a funny way of showing it. But uh, it, you know, it's a it's a it really is interesting because listen, it it does the player no good to say I have a knee problem or it's my MCL or be specific, obviously. I'm sure the gamblers would like to know. That's why we do injury reports anyway. Um, and, and Brady, I'll say this about Brady. He has always sort of, you know, accepted that injuries are part of the game. He he, he knows he's been fortunate to have missed just the one season with the ACL. He knows what that's like. It's no fun um, to be on the outside looking in. And furthermore, and and this is just reality of, of, of a football player and particularly one like Brady is that you don't want to take a rep off. I mean, understand that Tom Brady, you know, for as great as he is and we know how great he is now, was still number 199 out of Michigan, even though he went to the Rose Bowl and was the MVP and all that stuff. I mean, but, you know, he's a sixth-round pick. He got his job because Drew Bledsoe got the hell knocked out of him. And that's how most players at any position, particularly quarterbacks, but most players get their jobs. The guy in front of them got hurt. They had to take a rep. They had to go into a game. Um, Same thing at the right tackle spot or the wide receiver spot. You know, the old Bud Grant, best ability is availability. You get your job only one of two ways in the NFL. The guy in front of you gets hurt or he's not productive. And sometimes he's not productive because he is hurt and he's trying to hang in there and play. So, you know, Tom Brady, of all people, right, built his career because he got a break, you know. He was never going to take Drew Bledsoe's job, not that year, you know. And then when Bledsoe came back, it was a toss-up who Belichick was going to play. Certainly made the right decision, by the way. But Brady was not, you know, is not one to advertise, oh, yeah, you know, I got this, I got that. Uh, uh Uh-uh. He will go out there until he can't. And you know it, it is it is now going to be part of his part of his lore. Just like you know Nikita Kucherov or Alex Kalorn trying to play with a rod in his leg. You know that like all that stuff that you find out later only adds to the legacies. You know it's part of this story. It's part of you know the pursuit of a team goal. And um, I got to tell you, I'm uh, you know I knew it was bad. I mean, I. He had he had said as much, but then when you really see, you know, torn MCL. I mean, that's that's the kind of stuff that knocks guys out sometimes for weeks or sometimes for the year. Quickly before we get to Tom Jones, and uh, we're going to discuss uh, what would prevent the Bucks from repeating Tom uh, Tom Brady injury, for example. Uh, also, whether uh, John Cooper is now uh, the leading face on the Mount Rushmore of Tampa Bay coaches. Speaking of the Lightning. It's good to know that in injuries that the Stanley Cup's upper body injury has been fixed. Yeah, it was
1: truly just day to day. I mean, he missed, uh, <laughs> what, two days here, basically? And he'll be guess... on the road for the uh, start of the Celebration Tour in New Jersey today with Ross Colton.
2: That's awesome, by the way. I, I guess they got him a first-class ticket and got him up there and back right away, right? I mean, are they chartered a plane? Like, yeah, what appar- do do-
1: apparently the Cup doesn't need a quarantine, so you know it was okay to get to Canada and back.
2: Yeah, because nobody else can. And he must have his own private plane because, you know, the airlines aren't running those schedules. Yeah. But, yeah, Ross Colton, who, I mean, how would you like to start your career this way? Join the Lightning about midseason. Big splash with some goals.
1: Scored in your first game.
2: Scored in your first game. Um, you know, and then you get in the Stanley Cup uh, finals. You score four goals. Oh, but you got the only goal in game seven. Are you kidding me? The Stanley Cup game winning goal. Are you kidding me?
1: Ross Golton.
2: Ross Golton, baby. Yeah. I mean, that's not a trivia question that most people will get wrong in Tampa Bay if they, if they witnessed anything uh, regarding the Stanley Cup. So that's, that's really cool. So he gets. Now, I wonder how they do that. Do they do it rookie to. No, because uh, next,
1: next it goes to Kevin Shattenkirk, who from last year never got his day with the Cup.
2: You think it's a blind draw, or
1: um, I'm guessing regional. It's, I'm or? guessing it's based on you know, because well, Colton's going to well, do a
2: neat. He's going back to New Jersey, right? right. I, I
1: think. I think first of all, I, I don't think the cup at this point is going to travel outside the U.S. Okay, I don't think. I mean, Canada's still kind of locked down. I don't think they're going to send it to Europe at this point, right? Um, that doesn't mean that won't change, but you know, like because he would, say, would say Victor Hedman wants to go to Sweden and, with it, or. Yeah. Right. If, you know, if Kucherov wanted to take it to Russia or whatever. And that, that happens in a normal year. Um, I don't think they're allowing that. And I, I don't know that for a fact. Yeah, But my guess is it's based on players are like, hey, man, these are the dates that work for me. Can, you know, they're, I'm sure there's a master schedule somewhere that they're yeah. plotting this out. I think it, uh, you know, it, it's what, Colton and Shattenkirk first. And then I, I have no idea what goes on after that. But
2: Probably some um, guys got seniority if they want it on a specific day if you're – Steven Stamkos or your
1: yeah and, and you know like and it may depend on you know hey when your family and friends can get together and who you you know yeah. how yeah, you yeah, wanna, yeah, yeah. how you want to sure. spend the day and you know so I'm I'm That's I'm right. sure someone's a master schedule keeper at the Lightning or maybe it's Philip sure. Pritchard although I'm guessing some of the Lightning's helping in that but yeah but it's gonna make us which you well, didn't get to do a celebration tour last year I mean it it kind of stayed I think in in Tampa or Canada and. You know, it went out to a few things, but not not really publicly. I mean, I think Ross Colton, if, if I read properly, is uh, taking it to the rink. He skated as a kid for people to come take so pictures cool. with it and stuff. Um, that's so cool. You know, in in uh, what Robbinsville, New Jersey. So I you know, you know, finally getting back to some normalcy with that stuff. So
2: I think that stuff is really cool. I, I that's one of the better traditions in sports. And I don't, you know, like I said, the Lombardi Trophy doesn't have quite as trophy goes it's, it's still a brilliant trophy but it doesn't have quite the the tradition or the history because there's not just one there's, well, there's one. they make one every year and, and the names on multiple it too
1: ones. I mean they put your names on it
2: right they got all the grave all the names of all the players and all of that so um that's not part of the Stanley Cup e- or part of the Lombardi trophy either um but I I just I think it's the coolest trophy in sports and I'm glad they fixed it uh I wouldn't want Pat Maroon to have to live with that would you would you allow him to have it again
1: absolutely i mean he's three cup yeah. guy yeah i mean you know yeah but look it's not like this is the first i what i read uh what the red wings i think they dented at it a up chris you... chelios party it got it basically fell off a table or was pushed off or slid off or <laughs> it, was,
2: um, it was it fell off a table yeah no I mean, it you was know, I mean, you know or I was, was it pushed yeah, well, who nobody was? knows for sure <laughs>
1: You know, but it, yeah, it's not the first time it's been, I mean, look, the thing's a hundred years old. Yeah. Um, it gets drank out of and lifted and carried yeah. and everything else. I'm sure it's probably been dented more than we know.
2: If that cup could talk
1: <laughs> Woo. or just, or store. the cupkeepers, that's all you need is the cup. Keepers well, to yeah,
2: talk. that too. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. They know where they have all the secrets. There's no question about that. And they have to, uh, they have to have good contacts. In order to keep that stuff quiet, it must be well trusted to do that job, you know?
1: Yeah, well, I would think, yeah, there's some uh, non disclosure agreements, among other things, there.
2: Yeah. What happens with the cup stays with the cup. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, and speaking so, of injuries,
1: did you see yeah. who is lightly, lightly tossing throwing. a baseball around? I wouldn't know. I, I don't think Kevin Cash quite said throwing, but
2: tossing. Well, you know how they do it, Steve. I mean, you don't start with a baseball. You usually it's like a sock thing first, right? Okay. Yeah. Um. So he's taking some steps even to get to yeah. where he's lost lightly throwing a baseball. And
1: we're talking about Tyler Glass now.
2: Tyler Glass now. That's right. So he was um,
1: hoping to come back before the end of the season?
2: And listen, I mean, everybody roots for a guy. I mean, he was off to such a great start and was so dominant, and and you hate that to think that, according to him, at least. Um, this whole temporary obsession with you know the sticky substance that pitchers were using uh, to control the ball and the spin rates and we saw the averages plummet Um, then they went you know 180 degrees the other way and were checking pitchers and they were stripping on the mound and you know it got it got so absurd that glass now just went cold turkey one day and he said that you know having to grip the ball differently that's that's what caused the strain on the elbow and He suffered the injury. So you you hate to think that his season is over that way and if it turns into Tommy John next season as well. Um, So you're rooting like hell that the guy can get back on the mound uh, and avoid, you know, that calamity. But um, if I'm the Rays, first of all, how cautious are you going to be, right? Very. And and, and then the other thing is I'm not putting all my eggs in that basket. I mean, I still think that they're going to have to – anticipate he's not going to be available and even if he was you know to what extent you're not going to be able to build the, there's not enough time by the time he were to come back that you could build him up to any sort of innings that would really um you know maybe three four i mean i can't imagine no going, but even
1: if he's giving you two or three innings every three days well, let's say i mean yeah you know.
2: i mean it's it's better than not having him don't get me wrong if he if he can be the same pitcher if he has the same stuff and you're not risking further injury and all that it, we're just so far from that, you know what I mean, that I, I'm i glad this is good. This is a good sign, but it's a baby step, you know, mm-hmm. and I know you got to take them. It's just I, I am less than very optimistic. I would and I saw where Chris Archer is taking an assignment in Durham as well uh, or not a sign, a rehab, a rehab start. I'm starting to throw down there is probably going to start down there. So maybe they get arch back. Look there's mm-hmm. you, there's a number of pitchers Nick Anderson's another one that they could see before the end of the year.
1: Yep, he's starting uh, his process back. Oliver Drake apparently had a little bit of Oliver a setback, Drake. but yeah, that's no, uh, not a good. A neck or something issue that slight setback, but yeah, they're right. hopefully going to get some guys back soon.
2: So the Rays begin uh, their series in Atlanta, their start of the second half. Yeah, and their all
1: stars are gonna have to do some rapid testing before they head to Atlanta. What a
2: story morning. that you know what it made me it made my stomach turn. I was taking I was out getting dinner, and the story came across and I was listening to uh, who's I listening to Ian Fitzsim I was listening to some guy on ESPN radio. But uh, and 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 he made the point, he's like, Tell him, please God Because, first of all, I didn't think we were ever at a point where COVID would stop a game at this point, especially baseball, right? Mm -hmm. Like, those teams are all mostly 85% vaccinated. Um, We saw the Yankees come into Tampa Bay. I think they had four or five guys that were under contact tracing, coaches, whatnot. They didn't stop the game. They played the game. They played the series. Um, We've not seen that. And with this new variant, which is – burning up the country again for those of you who are not vaccinated I'm, i'll am i get on my soapbox i don't care what your politics are i don't know why it's political but you know if you have a good medical reason or a personal reason you don't want to have a vaccine that's fine um however uh we haven't had that problem in sports for a while i know the nfl still has its challenges trying to get their players vaccinated but you know stadiums are open now to full capacity for the most part and We've been rolling, and to see a game canceled between the Red Sox and the Yankees, which was, by the way, the only sporting event on television. Not so. You know.
1: I'm watching the uh, Gold Cup, Group B, United States versus Martinique as we tape this. So,
2: Well, okay. United States
1: is up 2 nothing.
2: That's if, my uh, bad for not a appreciating A win today, that. and they
1: advanced to the uh, knockout stage of the CONCACAF Gold Cup. So I know you're a big fan.
2: Well, no, I'm not, actually. Um, <laughs> I didn't know it was on. But if it was on and I knew it was on, it might be something I would watch because there's nothing else. I can't find anything else. But but to have this game canceled is sort of a sobering, oh no. You know. Um I know uh they just they're having their big eight media days in Texas Big Twelve Media Days, that's how old I am, big twelve media days in Texas. And uh the commissioner down there of the league said he wants every player and every coach vaccinated. And he knows that, that probably that's the goal and it probably won't happen but he said, you know, they've decided, look, if your team uh for whatever reason doesn't have enough players because of covid and you you can't play, it's a forfeit. They're not remake, they're not you know, rescheduling games and We're not going to have Tuesday teams. night
1: football this year?
2: No, not in the Big 12. They're not. And and I, you know, they plan on playing in front of fans. I mean, this is now this is, these are live events. You're going to have to give refunds and, you know, it's going to be it's going to be your responsibility to have you know your protocols or your players vaccinated or whatever in place, and then if it sweeps through your campus or sweeps through your football team oh well that's that's his stance anyway we'll see, but it was it was a gut punch it was sort of like "Oh please, not this again and it it follows with what we see on television that the increases in cases um among unvaccinated people primarily uh is in and then also vaccinated I saw where um Rich Eisen of the NFL Network, who's had uh, two Johnson and Johnson shots, I believe, or maybe they had one for Johnson and Johnson. Maybe it was Moderna. One of those, uh, he uh, caught this variant of COVID and had some and was symptomatic. You know, they weren't major, thank God, but he caught it again. So it's out there, and and, and you know, you hope that uh, the Tampa Bay coaches or the Rays or certainly their all stars, and Eno you know, and Wendell and um, Kittredge, you know, don't don't have a a situation where they can't come back and and, and play. But we'll have to see.
0: I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a
1: new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over
0: 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com/slash/achieve today.
2: All right, Tom Jones. You know when we were uh, doing radio and and other uh, endeavors, even in the Tampa Bay Times, uh, frequently the Mount Rushmores come up, right? Um, yeah, I love that. I love Mount Rushmore of, conversations of sports. They're always they're always great debates, and and um, depending on the questions. But I got. I got one for you now because I think we have to get out um, our chisels and maybe maybe alter some things. John Cooper has yeah. now won two Stanley Cup titles. Back-to-back at that has been to um, Eastern Conference finals and, and a Stanley Cup final uh, to boot and lost. So if you look at his overall body of work, I mean this guy is sort of the mayor of Champa Bay at this time because he's always, his teams are always in the mix, and now they have two titles. Now – Having said that, I've got a list of personalities here lined up in Tampa Bay. People like Tony Dungy, Joe Madden, John Gruden. Let me ask you, uh, John Tortorella. Kevin Cash. Kevin Cash. Bruce Arians. Bruce Arians at this point. All of them champions in their own right. Some of them champions. Tom Jones. Is John Cooper the biggest face to have the pole position on Mount Rushmore of Tampa Bay coaches?
0: Yes. Short answer is yes. I mean, yeah. I, really? Yeah. I mean, he's back-to-back. He's won back-to-back. He's the only guy with multiple mm-hmm. championships. Mm-hmm. Um, look, he took over a team that was lousy. I mean, they were they fired their coach. He took over at the end of a season. Well,
2: now, hold on. He, they did fire their coach, but the, the year before that, their coach went to the Eastern Conference Finals. But Guy, it, Guy it was a couple. Of years like prior. There was was a couple. It was a couple, years, a couple prior.
0: years prior. Was it was two co- years prior? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. And I, but you're, I see your point. You can. It's make, not
2: as if there was no the, the, they, they, the weren't bad. Was they weren't dungey They weren't like, like bucks bad. Anybody. No, no,
0: they weren't as bad as the bucks were. When in fact, done. some
2: people were surprised that they fired Guy Boucher at the time.
0: Yeah, I, I, in fact, I wrote a column at the time, arguing against it. I sort of I said that it was as much, this as much as on Steve Auserman as it is on Guy Boucher. Now history has proven. That I might have been wrong about that because not Steve Osgoodman's gone on to have great success and Guy Boucher not as much. Um, but um, but I mean it's not as if Cooper took over. Now Cooper's not Gruden either. You know he's not. Maybe he wasn't Dungy in terms of what he inherited, but he didn't inherit what Gruden mm-hmm. inherited either. Um, but he worked back or Joe Madden, you know, or or Kevin Cash, you know, or yeah, or Joe Madden mm-hmm. from the again the opposite, and they had a couple pieces like. Carl Crawford and Rocco Baldelli, but yeah, not much more than that. Um, but I mean, I think too, too like number of scoreboard, right? I mean, that's ultimately, I think what this comes down to. And you mentioned it too, Rick. He took over a team that it, it was not very good. We, we maybe not horrible, but not good. Took them to the playoffs the first year. Um, his first full season. Um, they got swept, but they were also, they had no goaltending basically that year. Um, And then, uh, at least for the playoffs. And then after that, again, two Stanley Cup, three Stanley Cup appearances. He's been been to the finals three times. He's won two of them. He's been to two other Eastern Conference finals. Um, The times that they they went to the Eastern Conference finals, they lost to teams that went on to win the Stanley Cup. So, I mean, this team came within, you know, a few goals here and there of, of playing in six Stanley Cups. And and maybe winning a couple more of them. So I, I, I think it's a no-brainer. I I don't even think it's close at this point. And
2: mm-hmm. yet, and yet, and I'll just say this, two short years ago, they have the best record in hockey, one mm-hmm. of the best ever, score the most points, whatever, and they get swept by Columbus. And despite all that previous success that you mentioned, but not, not since, John Cooper, I mean, some would argue, hey, uh, maybe it's time to get a new coach. <laughs> I mean, now, I, I, right, I don't know I, that they ever thought that but I thought it a few times. I mean obviously they signed him to an extension instead but well that that was a controversy at the time. Yeah, I'm not yeah. Uh, you're you're not alone in in thinking
0: that. No, I right. I never thought that. I always thought that he was a guy that that they should stick with but there look the year after they lost to Columbus which would have mm-hmm. been last last season or not this past season but the year season the first cup year um under Cooper yeah. Uh, if they had got knocked out in the first round again, now you start to say, okay, things aren't changing. It becomes Tony Dungey. Right. It's, right. it's to the point where he's like, you know he's a good coach. You know you he's probably going to go somewhere else and have great success, but mm-hmm. it's not working here. And yeah. the fact that he – you know, and look, I'm not going to – I covered John Cooper a lot. I know him very well. I got along with him very well. I thought he was a really good coach. We had a pretty good relationship. Um, but – there were, there were people and I don't, I don't know that it was accurate, but there are some people who, who may have saw a different side of him who thought he was arrogant, thought it was sort of, um, you know, it's sort of not, not sort of a my way or the highway type of attitude, but he felt like very rigid in his beliefs and mm-hmm. this is going to work because it's worked everywhere else I've been. Um, so I, I do get that sense that there would have been some people if he had been fired, wouldn't have been all that broken up about it.
2: Well, even today, I'll just say this, okay, because, again, uh, I'm way far away from the arena most nights. And, you know, while I, my, my two girls are the biggest hockey fans on earth, I look at the game a little different, you know, um, having not covered it and all that. But it, why is Joe Madden and Tony Dungy so beloved as opposed to a John Cooper who has done more? Um, and maybe that will change. Right. Is it the personality? Is it the sport? Um, because just in my mind, and, and I, I don't disagree with anything you said, by the way, I think he is. You know, if you're a coach, it's about winning. It's about winning championships. And he's got it all over anybody that's been here, period. Now, Bruce Arians wins another Super Bowl. We can have that discussion. OK, um, however. for And you know this. I don't think there'll be a time when Joe Madden isn't beloved in Tampa Bay. I don't think there'll be a time when Don- Tony Dungy isn't beloved in Tampa Bay. Both of them own homes here still. Mm-hmm. I don't know that John Cooper will ever reach that sort of fuzzy status.
0: I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. Am I wrong? I, I don't know. I don't know. I. I think that the fact that he, I think he's close to getting there now because now he's won back to back So yeah? I think he's likable. I think fans like him. I like, I said, yeah. I like him. I got, I like them as a coach. I don't know that, and I Long- don't have
2: anything against them. I'm not. Yeah, yeah, I don't, no, no. You know, it I'm might not sure be the all sport. Media I mean, Is
0: crazy about him.
2: <laughs> it might frankly. be the sport, Tom. Because here's the thing: like with managing baseball, first of all, it's 162 games. Okay, um, you see him walk out there on the mound, take the ball, right? You you see him in the dugout. Lots of shots of him talking to players, making lineup changes. You know, you know, there's tangible managing going on, right? Mm-hmm. Um, to the casual hockey fan, I don't know when they change their lines, with the matchups are. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, right. I see guys coming over the walls. Like he's standing there behind the bench, pretty much chewing his gum. Mm-hmm. Leans yeah, over, talks to a few guys. It. There's yeah. not an active. You know, he's not allowed on the ice. Um, he's not going to go out and take the stick or the, you know, the puck away from. Sorry. I mean, maybe it's the sport itself that you know most of his coaching goes. On behind closed doors, or at least the fans aren't there to watch it. I don't know. I, I don't know what it is, but it just seems to me that we get we've gotten a whole lot more Joe Madden and a whole lot more of whoever's coaching the Buccaneers than we do with John Cooper. Whatever. At least to Nets this point. Now, I like the guy. You know, don't know him. I like him. I like that he wore a Gronk T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Thought that I, was good. I tell you what,
0: Rick. He's one of the. Like smartest human beings I've been around, and I don't. It's it's weird. Like there's some guys you just you vibe with, and like mm-hmm. Cooper and I, like we're on the same wavelength. And so, oh so you're, Hutter,
2: you're one of the smartest guys too. Is that what you're saying?
0: I don't. I think I understood. Is that what you
2: just said? Well, I think that's I what I heard. We all
0: know that. Yeah. Like Dirk <laughs> Dirk Hunter and I did not get along.
2: Oh, clearly, so he wasn't smart. Is that what you just said? Cause that's what Which I heard.
0: One? No, I'm not saying that <laughs> I, I, I was going to make a joke. And then next thing, you know, it's going to end up in the P- Padoka times or whatever. Remember? Padoka. So, where's he from? What? What's the name of that town? <laughs> what? Where's Padoka? he from? It's it's South Carolina, North, North Dakota, whatever the name yeah, of the same state, time. pretty much whatever, yeah. whatever time. But, um, uh no but the thing but i like so i was on i felt like i was always on the same way like the, as cooper so i i sort of got him i understood him and we joked a lot and he used to he'd joke and he'd call me doom. me and martin Finley, he calls doom and gloom because if we ever wrote a negative article but um the thing which that one were you that's what i that's what i asked him one time i go which one am i he goes which one's worse so i doom. so it became wow doom, so it was doom i i was doom um so, cuz he determined doom was worse than gloom. Um, but uh, but the thing with with Cooper that I, I so admire and, it, and it's got it must have to do with coaching, Rick, is the past two years of not losing consecutive games in the playoffs. That's an amazing statistic. It is. That yeah. they've been what a 15 0-14-0 15-0, 15-0 whatever it was
2: because to, they have Andre Vasilevsky, yes
0: perhaps, but all, I mean, they never put two clunker games together back yeah, to back. It's
2: remarkable. It's remarkable. And,
0: and there has to be something to, it has to be something to do with coaching. And I saw back when I was covering the team and they, when they went to the finals, when I was writing columns back when they went to the finals against Chicago, there were a bunch of games during that playoff run where, you know, they, they lost a couple of games. You're like, how did you lose that game? You're home and you get, and then it would, you know, would win on the road, a game that they weren't supposed to win, so they won a game five in New York, won a game seven in New York, won a big game a six in Detroit during that run so those I think that has to do with coaching I think that that definitely has oh, to it has to do
2: everything to do. to do with coaching
0: what's interesting though Rick, and not not to get into a huge Mont Rushmore because I know we want to talk a little bit more about the lighting is I think cooper's a no brainer on the Mont Rushmore now you only got three other spots left now it's a fight because now you got. I mean, the only other ones to win championships are Gruden, Tortorella, and Arians. But that yeah. means you leave Dungy off. That means you leave Madden off.
2: Mm. That
0: means you leave Kevin Cash off. That, like, I'm not sure that's fair. I don't know that Dungy shouldn't be on the, on, the, on Mount Rushmore.
2: Um, <clears throat> like somebody, yeah. you,
0: you can't have them all. It's only four. You know? I mean, Tortorella took right, over a team be, that I, was horrible. And what? Yeah, and it's. What, I don't know. I don't know where Todorov
2: even gets up there. I don't know that he gets up there. I mean, maybe he won because a
0: championship after taking over a team that was hor- To Steve logic horrible lightning. All right, Turned well we're going champ-
2: We're going championships. Tony Dungy's out and John Gruden's in. Does that make sense to you?
0: Yes, it does. I always said Gruden should be in the Ring of Honor before Dungy because he, the championships matter, man. He, I don't care. All Dungy's team. What I don't know. He, Gruden won it.
2: I'm not saying it was Dungy's team, and I don't know that Tony ever wins it. Um, But I do know this. I know it was here when he got here. It's right. And and, and look, Warren Sapp was on the roster. John Lynch was on the roster, and Derek Brooks was on the roster. They weren't playing like those three guys that we came to know as Hall of Famers. But they were here. Um, So I'm not going to tell you they didn't have any talent. But 12 seasons of double-digit losing.
0: Oh, there's no question.
2: Okay. There's no, quite, I mean, it, nobody, nobody turned this around from a Bucks organization more than Tony Dungy, no one, no Not John No doubt Gruden.
0: about it, no doubt about it.
2: And I, and I okay, give John fine. all the credit in the world and so do his players, but what, based on what you're saying, and, and you said you've written this already, um, to some degree that if we're going well, championships Dun, Dungy's out and Gruden's in,
0: well, maybe Dungy, oh, maybe by the Dun- way,
2: Bruce Arians in too. Yeah. See, I don't know. Over Joe Madden,
0: that, right? Over Kevin Cash. What did What Over did Joe Kevin Madden do Cash. that Kevin Cash didn't do?
2: You know, you went to a World Series. They both went to six games, right? Yeah. No, to Madden didn't even get to six. Madden went to five, right? Yeah. Took took like
0: forty days and forty nights to play that game <laughs> five, but right. right. <laughs> no hours
2: he spent more time Ark. in the World Series. <laughs>
0: exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but it's an interesting conversation. Like, and you know what's amazing? Is see, that, that's like, why
2: I don't. But I don't think you know. Um, I don't think you can base it solely on championships. My, in my personal belief, I think that's too shallow of a way to look at it.
0: I I, no. I I understand what you're saying about that, but but my point would be is that I think Tortorella belongs on that list. He took over a team that was. I mean, horrible. George
2: Washington's up there. Yes, he was president, but he was the father of our country. He was a general who helped win the revolution. You know what I'm saying? Like right, Lincoln. You know, <laughs> Civil War, Emancipation. Like they each sort of had their their you know penultimate yes. moment. They were all presidents. But we're, but I don't know that they all won champion. Well, they all won their own battles, I suppose. But my well, thing is, it it it. I think it has to go deeper than just just the ring. Although the ring, it, it's a good tiebreaker for sure. Um, I don't know.
0: I would go it, my four, and it probably wouldn't be like super popular. And I'm thinking of this on the fly. I yeah. think I would go Cooper, Tortorella, uh, Dungey, and. Um, and then I, I'd probably go Gruden after that, and that means I'd leave Madden off. That means yeah. I would leave and see, I, Arians and, off. And,
2: and it might be it and might be off. me. And, and I I don't think Arians, even though he's won a Super Bowl, and, and you can and it is about championships. And like I said, they'll build a statue for him outside of the of uh, Raymond James if he does much else. Um, but he's been here two years, okay, right. and and there was talent here, um, and he failed his first season. You know, he was supposed to try to save Jameis Winston; was unsavable, as it turns out. Um, and then the next year, Tom Brady showed up. Not discounting what Bruce has done, because I think he might win more than one, and I think he might be a Hall of Fame head coach. But right now, um, I, I I don't disagree at all with Cooper. Obviously, he's got to be up there; he's an almost a no brainer. Um, after that, I'm still I'm still partial to Tony Dungy, mm-hmm. only because I know what his role was in building that franchise. That yes, John Gruden deserves all the credit in the world for going on and winning a Super Bowl. There's no question. But John Gruden was here six years and made the playoffs three times and he didn't win another playoff game after the Super Bowl. You know, not to discount what he did. He won it all and Dungey right. couldn't. But Dungey to me is on there. To me, Joe Madden is on there. I, I you know and I Kevin Cash has done everything Joe Madden has done and may have a better record at this point. I don't know. But I know when Kevin Cash got there, the culture of that franchise was not what it was when Joe was there. Um, and I think there's something to be said for, you know, doing something that no one heretofore had done in Tampa Bay, which is, you know, create a franchise that, that is going to be successful and leave it in a place that it wasn't when you found it and is still better, than you know, after you leave. And I think that's why Kevin Cash is having this as He is go you you know, going all the way back to the ownership and all of that. I think it starts there. But um, to me, Joe Joe was you know was special and made the Rays popular and fun and winners. And you know, uh, he didn't win a Super Bowl either. So to me, those three guys I think have to be in it. We can debate them all to death, and you wouldn't be wrong. There's one more spot. I don't know who gets it. I don't know if it's Torts. It might be. You know, they were might be, so, and, might, be that, might be Gruden.
0: Yeah, no, I, I mean, I tend to lean towards Tortorella maybe because I'm a hockey guy, but also I, I covered some of those teams before Tortorella was, I mean. The, well, and that's
2: why my point is like, he's sort of like Dungy and Madden in that sense. Yes,
0: yes, and that's why, that's why I would See give I mean? him a lot of credit. I mean, the year, like his first year with the Lightning, they won 27 games. They, you know, it was like, they had 69 points. The year before he took over, they had 59 points. This team, like these lightning teams under Cooper, they have fifty nine points by like Christmas almost. Um and then and then he went and then he wins the cup. Now he didn't do a ton after they won the cup. Uh, yeah, that's true. You know, mm-hmm. they they made the playoffs, got knocked out. I don't know, they won another series again after after they won the cup. So he's very similar to to Gruden in that aspect. But it's interesting. It's uh but yeah, but Cooper I I think the one thing we can agree on, Rick, is that of the four, I think Cooper's there there's no question he's a lock on that.
2: He might, he might be, be the, the only. lock. He might have the only the only one that is a lock. I don't right. think you could make an argument uh, ever against him at this point. Uh, we got more to talk. about. He's not about. done, by the way,
0: either. They're not done.
2: No, no. hell, heck, no. I mean, listen. <laughs> as long as they have eighty-eight in goal, they got a chance. Thank you, thank <laughs> you. Yeah, that's that's about fifty to seventy-five percent of the battle, right there, my friend. You're right. Your your PK your PK it's 88% looks pretty good. Eighty-eight no percent of the battle. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. Exactly. Oh, and he's by the way, he's twenty six. Twenty six. He's one two. Him. He's got a Hall of Fame resume right now, uh, Tom. If yeah, he, he didn't does. play any more, yeah. more hockey, period. And uh, and oh, by the way, the five shutouts in uh, series clinching games. Mm-hmm. That'll work too. Yeah, sure. I mean, are he's are on his kidding? way to.
0: He's got to be end up like. You're going to be comparing him to. Patrick Watt, Martin Marty Brodeur, Berger. and yeah, people yeah. like that. Yeah. No doubt. Ken, Ken Dryden. Yeah,
2: No doubt. Got more to talk about. Uh, I'm going to break up the talk here with this because we're talking about the Lightning. Uh, Bolts fans, you can celebrate their back-to-back Stanley Cup wins with a hardcover collector's book by the Tampa Bay Times. It's full of the best stories and photos by my colleagues. 160 pages, perfect way to commemorate. Just an unbelievable season. Go to bolts.champsbook.com to order. It's usually 39.95, but for a limited time, you can save ten dollars just by pre ordering it and you get it for twenty nine ninety five. That offer expires August fifth, so go to www.bolts.champsbook.com. Is there going to be a photo
0: of how Patrick, uh, how Pat Maroon broke the cup or bent it or did whatever he did to it?
2: Well, as Steve, as Steve Versnick said, and I stole his line on Twitter today, sure the cup got smashed just like every other Lightning player at that, that parade. Yeah. Ooh, uh but listen, uh the, the most ha- my my thing, and I made this point to Steve yesterday. Is it there a guy you have one job, right? You know the guy's name, the blonde guy. The, yeah, Phil you know, Pritchard is Phil yeah. Pritchard. Okay, so he has one job, right? What's your job? Protect the cup at all costs. Protect the cup, right? Make sure that they don't lose it, that they don't uh I mean, they did. I mean, it was, goes for his. It was a scratch man.
0: It was. Did you see that? It photos? was
2: flat. It was flat. Stanley. That's that's <laughs> what it became. It became flat. Stanley. But they One whole side of it like it was a bowl, and then now it's a D. You know, you know what I mean? the like ultimate a, is? Yeah.
0: You know what the ultimate is? They sent it to Montreal, and it's what a yes. What a what what a troll. Hey, Montreal. Montreal like, you hey, have the cup. Hey, fix our cup and give it back. <laughs>
2: It's, it's the ultimate, like... You can have the cup. You get the damaged cup. But, I mean, what... So, the end of the year, Phil. Hey, Phil. Yeah, uh, this is the, the Stanley Cup Association, whoever the hell hires them. Hey, Phil. Um, uh, so, how'd it go last year? Oh, oh it was good. You know, uh, Tampa won again, and then and and, uh, and then they had, what, a bull parade again? Yeah, yeah, they, you know, not COVID this time, but they, they had a lot of beer and stuff in the fans' mouths. Yeah, yeah, they poured a lot of beer and champagne and stuff like that, but... Uh, the parade went okay, yeah no, you know uh, kept it kept it on the boat, yeah, it's pretty good, so um, what happened? Well, you had one job you you're not getting i don't i mean your only evaluation is how you protected the cup and it got we smashed. got a rece-
0: we got you turned in a receipt for a place in Montreal that, that that's like a auto body shop. What is this receipt for like, <laughs> that's like, Where do you go to the- get it fixed? I. I guess hey, is, they got a guy. They got a guy. Yeah, they got a guy. They get. They know a guy. And why is he in it, Montreal? Because that's where they invented hockey, or that's where the home of hockey.
2: I mean, is. You, do you go to the place where they fix the hubcaps when they get dented? Like when they put it on that little ring, and then you kind of pound <laughs> it out? Like what?
0: I suppose, I suppose that's what they do. with It. I thought. Here is the thing, though. I don't blame Phil Pritchard for this because you are going to stop. R- you are going to stop these guys. They're out of control.
2: Canadian. Well, the Canadians <laughs> couldn't stop them. So no. that's
0: right. They're out of control. You can't <laughs> stop them. I mean, but how about what? this too, Rick? How about you hear these stories? Uh, Victor Hedman playing with a torn meniscus, and Alex Kalorn had a had a rod put in his leg and tried to play on it, and then yeah, that's smart
2: guy from Harvard.
0: Yeah, and then Ryan McDonough had a broken hand, and who somebody else Goudreau had a had a broken hand. I mean, Tom, all, you
2: covered a Stanley Cup team, and I just remember Ruslan Fedotenko having his face planted against the wall a couple yes games and having a conversation with
0: me and then three minutes later tried to have the same conversation with me and didn't realize he had the first conversation <laughs> that's not, that's well, not i'm con- not kidding that well, really that's happened a true story i know it's it's true story
2: i know and and i and i i'm not and sure the next but I'm night not sure scored both goals
0: it, it, well, yeah. most definitely concussed scored two goals the next day right.
2: right i'm not and sure the that the, the nhl had their concussion yeah. protocol there was then. no con-
0: concussion protocol that back then
2: but you're right I mean it was one of the worst hits I've ever seen but you covered a team that won the cup and you know I mean it looks like when they take that shot and there's blood running down all their faces they look like they're coming home from a battle yeah Marty remember everybody
0: remembers Marty St. Louis's face and yeah, had tank but I mean, face.
2: have you ever known? Uh, 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 did you ever cover a team in, in the playoffs that were that that got that paid this physical price for? I can't for a cup?
0: remember. I can't remember. Uh, at two thousand fourteen, maybe there were injuries that we didn't know about or never found maybe, out about. Maybe. Um, and and certainly guys were dealing with it. And this happens every year. You hear these stories at the, at the end of the playoffs where, oh, that guy was playing with a cracked ankle, and this guy had a separated shoulder. But this, like this year, now I know in the two thousand fifteen team that went to the final. They lost to the Blackhawks. Uh, ben Bishop like had a partially torn groin. We all know that Tyler Johnson had a broken wrist. Um, Stamkos was banged up, I believe. But this here, oh, I didn't. Even, we didn't even mention Kucherov. It had a cracked rib or whatever.
2: Yeah, cracked rib.
0: So yeah. and and it was you know getting injections in between games. At host- they had to go to the hospital because they were worried about puncturing his lung. Um, oh. I don't. I don't remember. No, I don't remember anything like this. Uh, I don't think I ever covered anything like this again. Maybe, maybe I. I, I did. I, you know, I covered some other Stanley Cup Finals that didn't involve the Lightning. So Detroit, the Detroit back-to-back Cup teams, I covered them. Um, covered a couple of New Jersey teams that won Cups, and you go to the locker room afterwards and you see them and they're all banged up and everything. But I don't remember anything like this.
2: It was so bad that the general manager Julian Broussard suffered while he was talking about it a damaged tear duct. And a, yeah. and and some moisture ran down his face, which he then blamed on a cold. Um, that was that was, by the way, and I've said this the other night. That's as good. No matter, watch this. That three minutes of that press conference, that's as good a postseason in the press conference season press conference on any sport that I've ever seen. Yeah, that is so compelling to listen to him talk about the sacrifice that his players had made, and what it takes to win a Stanley Cup. I mean, it was really. It was really.
0: It's. uh, It reminded me a little bit of. There's a documentary that came out a few years ago. HBO did one on um, the Miracle on Ice team that won in '80. Yes, yes. And at the end of it, they're just guys are looking back at at just what they went through. And obviously, we knew at the time it was a big deal. If you're old enough to remember the '80 Olympics, and
2: you knew her Brooks too, right, right.
0: But we at the time we watched it, we knew it was a really big deal because it sort of took over the country and all, but. It's it's the legend's even grown more, and now looking back and to see some of the interviews and it, and on that documentary, people at the end start breaking down about just how special that was. And I'm sure it's a little bit. I'm not comparing this Lightning team to Miracle on Ice, but just the, <laughs> well, the you com- just, just, you know, just what it made. Like Julian Breswa will never. These guys will never forget this. That's no. that's what when Tim Taylor talked about winning the cup. Um, you know, you win the night, and you guys will walk in history together.
2: Like that's true. Yeah. yeah. And that's what you know it's interesting because it's a it's a very similar if not the same language that Tom Brady used before they went on to play the Super Bowl where he gathered his players around him and Tom didn't speak a lot before games but he said guys this is you know you win this game you know you'll it's about history it's about being part of something forever for as long as you live you know you're 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 you know same thing like you're you'll walk together like we'll be We'll be together as a team and remember it always, you know, in this way.
0: Can never take it away. Can never take no. it away.
2: No matter what you do, you're Super Bowl champion. I saw Dexter Jackson the other day. Um, and, you know, Dexter Jackson didn't have a prolific career in Tampa Bay. He's never going to be on the Ring of Honor. He walked in. The first thing Monty Kiffin said was, hey, the MVP. Super Bowl MVP. Always will be a Super Bowl MVP. There's only been 55 of them. Yeah. In the world, and he's one of them. By no. the way, inter- interesting yes. stat. Tom Brady and Dexter Jackson were born like four days apart. <laughs> that's,
0: that's incredible. Tom
2: Brady is still playing at age 43 and has won seven, su- seven Super Bowls. That's incredible. And both are Super Bowl MVPs. Yeah. One is still very much playing, thank you. And one feels like he hasn't played in a very long time.
0: That's, yeah, I know, right? I can't remember. It, it seems almost forever.
2: what, fifteen years or something like that. Right. So, okay, before we get you out, uh, I got two quick questions. You don't have to go long on these. Okay. Uh, the biggest reason why the Bucks won't repeat is
0: injuries, and I know that's a cop out answer, um, but if if they were to get banged up, uh, particularly on the offensive line, and that and that could impact. Okay. Yeah, the similar
2: things. to the way Kansas City did, or something.
0: Yeah and uh yeah that that would be the biggest reason because honestly Rick I don't see
2: So you're I, saying there's no reason other There's than no
0: that. reason that's right because I mean injuries that's who can predict and you can't prevent them uh, right. necessarily but um I don't if look If I
2: tell you they were going to have relatively relatively good health that, I think they're we, in
0: good I think they at least get there now really? um as far as you know who they would play again you know, we never know during the course of a season how things play out teams that you think are going to be good Turn out not so good, and vice versa. Right, right. But I don't. It's not as if I look at the NFC and my immediate answer is like, well, I just don't know if they can beat New Orleans. I think New Orleans to be or mm-hmm. oh, no, like all Green those Bay.
2: teams. Well, Green Bay has the Roger situation, right? And even and even if has he comes, yeah, no breeze, you know. And right,
0: right. What. So I don't. I, I don't look at their schedule and say, oh, I don't think they can win enough games to get back to the playoffs, or it's yeah. you know, it's fraught with uh, hurdles everywhere. I I honestly I do think they have the best team in the NFC and. If if they can stay relatively healthy, I I think they're the favorites.
2: The Tampa Bay Rays in the second half um, will win Become, the American League East and possibly repeat as, as as the American League champions if they do what. If they pitch. Uh, I think they're going to hit.
0: I think they're going to hit fine. I, you, I yeah, see now. I took. the opposite, opposite on this, right? Yeah.
2: I'm absolute the other side. I think they can pitch all day. Um, I think they need another starter. I think if you get in a in a series, you need three guys to go up against the other best three guys. And I, I stop at Rich Hill and you know Shane McClanahan. Who are we talking about after that? Right. right. You need one more solid starter that's going to face the other team's number one starter. You know, two or three times in a seven game series. So, but having said that, I still have way more faith in their pitching. Tom, I still don't think this team is very solid offensively.
0: See, I always liked their offense. We talked about this before the season. I liked their offense coming into the season. I liked Austin Meadows. I thought he would have a bounce back year, and he kind of has. Um, at least his power numbers productive
2: in terms of power and, and RBIs, but yeah,
0: uh, Brandon Lau starting to looks like he was starting, starting to get his swing up. back. Yes, uh, I think Randy Rosarena, he was going to have these ups and downs in the first half. I think he'll be okay in the second half. Yandy Diaz, I like his bat. Margot when he gets back in the lineup. So G Man Choi, uh, I like.
2: What he, about it. the the new guys going to give him anything? Whether it's yeah, Franco, Wander
0: Franco, Franco, I think yeah. he will start to get more comfortable now. Again. He'll adjust. They'll adjust to him. He'll have to make an, another adjustment back. That's typically how it goes. Zanino, he's going to hit 200, but every third day, fourth day, he's going to run into one. Um, it's funny. Like You're probably getting and yet a little... The
2: last game before the All-Star game, you realize they were nearly no hit, right? I
0: know. And they will have those games. They will, and they will go through a series. But they
2: had a whole playoff series like that against the Dodgers.
0: That's true. Now, the Dodgers pitching, had, I think, had a little bit to do with Hello. that. Hello. But at the, Who are you but playing if, in a playoffs? That's yeah, or no, World you're going to run into good pitching. My th- but to get there, to, to first to get there, my concern, Rick, is that this lack of starting pitching or this, mm. you know, question about starting pitching means you're really going to lean on your bullpen. Right. And I think it's fine to do for for three and first, a half months. Yeah. Now you got to do it for another three months, and that's where I start yeah. to worry that if they're de- if they're now they're going to start getting some guys back here at some. Yeah, point. You
2: hope you would you hope.
0: hope you know Nick Anderson hopefully at some point. Um, and so that 'll help, and maybe they pick up somebody, but here's the funny thing, Rick, is I look at this division and I keep waiting for Boston to fall off
2: they 're not going to fall off,
0: and I keep waiting for the Yankees to like w- you know go on one of those win twenty two out of twenty eight and i
2: don 't think that's going to
0: happen either. I think the Yankees
2: have a chance. To- Look, they're they're starting to get a little too separated after the first two teams. Oh, and that East, that
0: Sunday, I know it's a one game, but that was a gut punch loss they had the other day. Like yeah, it was. Blow, giving up six runs in the ninth.
2: Yeah, it really was.
0: But they uh, but they were on a verge of a sweep, so of, of a good team, good Houston team. But I don't know. You think they? Which is more likely that the the Red Sox fall off or the Yankees go on a run?
2: Yankees go on a run, I think is more likely. Yeah. I think the Red Sox are for real. Um, I do
0: think the Red Sox are for real too. I mean, you it's, know,
2: it's it's way too way we're way too far you know um, into the season to think that what they've done you know now. Look, the Rays are going to play them more, and they played them less of any team I think in the American League so far, American League East. So those are going to be great series, and we'll see. Right, we'll see the second half of the season as they get together more. Um, maybe the maybe the Red Sox have fattened up on you know the Orioles or some of the lower. Well, and teams Steve mentioned East,
0: but... this. I did the podcast with Steve a couple of weeks ago, and Steve was mentioning to me that like the Rays' schedule's been harder than than easier the, the first mm-hmm. half, and it's gonna mm-hmm. they're gonna run into some teams here,
2: yeah, um, that they should handle that a
0: little more advantageous to their to, yeah to, to right, the
2: Rays. right. I don't know. It's gonna be wild. I mean, I I I have all the faith in the world that the Rays will. They're on pace to win ninety five games right now, Tom it's um, remarkable you know like like they did in 2010 I mean like you know what and, and it is still it's not enough to be in first place yet I think they'll eventually be there but uh, if I told I,
0: you at the end of at the end of that last season when they walked off the field in Texas after losing game six to the Dodgers that they would have no uh Charlie Morton no Blake Snell and Tyler Glass would be shut down after like two months or two and a half months three months whatever it you're is.
2: not winning that many games you're gonna win 95 nope <laughs> That's nope. crazy, right? I don't know how they do it. I don't know how they do it. I swear to you. I, I mean, they find arms, and their bullpen has given has that like twenty-something innings that they haven't given it allowed a run the last twenty-something innings before the end of the first half. It's just remarkable to me how they are able to um, keep finding guys that go out there and pitch. Even Richel, I mean, Richel's been amazing at forty-one. You know, and it's a it's a product of their defense too. You know, it's not you, you know what? That's exactly
0: right. It's a product. I think they. I think they play really good baseball. Ricky. Outstanding. They yeah. run the bases well. They yeah, they, which they haven't always done.
2: Um, right. They, you have to beat them. They don't beat yeah. Themselves. They don't
0: beat themselves. They they don't throw the yeah. ball away very much. They they yeah. catch everything that's that's pretty much hit at them.
2: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: they yeah. They don't beat and that's where I think other that's where the Yankee Yankees have had a horrible first half in terms of they run right. themselves out of innings. They throw to the wrong Errors, bases. Yeah. yeah. It's just uh, it's uh, I, I think and again we were talking about. Mont Rushmore coaches and everything and managers and stuff. I think I think Kevin Cash has done a real good job with this team in terms of just they're aggressive when they should Phenomenal. be. Phenomenal, yeah. No, it's it's just really impressive.
2: Yeah, well, it's going to be a fun uh, second half for the Rays. Of course, uh, the Bucks training camp is just around the corner. That's going to be interesting. Um, it's hard we'll to be believe. out there before you know it. Starting it's here again. I know. And the thing That's is, a, there was no break else in hockey.
0: Is, in base football, that's what's working. well,
2: and that's see. This is the thing: all the other seasons got jumbled, you know, because of COVID. Football not ha- has not football has stayed exactly where football was before and after COVID. They're starting at the same time. They're you know they didn't have a preseason last year per se, and they had a shorter training camp. But at the end of the day, nothing changed with football. But all the other sports got so jumbled that you know hockey ended later. Um they won you know, two cups
0: in nine months
2: or something like that. That's stupid by and, the
0: way. And then the greatest stat of all, Victor Hedman, the only player in NHL history, is scoring every month of every year. month of
2: the year. <laughs> that's, that's just great. It'll
0: never be broken.
2: Hopefully, I'm we
0: hope it'll never be broken because if it is, that means we had another like pandemic that made everything crazy.
2: Exactly. Um yeah, Derek Jeter scored in every month of the year too, but that was a different stat boom boom. Um Anyway, uh, so what's we got uh, pointer dot org? If you want to check out the uh, the latest newsletter that Tom has Monday through Friday, you can do that. Lots to talk about. Lots going on, right? With uh, yeah, ESPN, always... and uh, we're ramping up for another election cycle, aren't we? Oh, stop!
0: I can't. That's that's too uh, early. Even, oh, oh, too soon? No, it's not. But it is. Like I can't. I'm barely recovered from 2020. We're gonna. There's also more books coming out, right? There seems there's like a there's ton a of Trump. There we... So there's. Two books came out on Trump this week, yeah. and then another one comes out, That the one that everybody's really waiting Now, on.
2: do they mail these to you? Do you read these, or do you uh, read excerpts? I've, read, I've
0: gotten one of them, and then they, they'll feed you excerpts.
2: Does stuff. the author uh, make themselves available? They do. Or? They
0: usually do if you want it. It depends on who it is. I had yeah. The one that's, that everyone's really looking forward to is uh, two Washington Post writers. Uh, they have one coming out next Tuesday, an, an Is that excerpt, or, and That uh, Dossie
2: and no,
0: it? no, it's um, and see, I knew you'd pin me on the names here, but it's that's uh, all right. I won't hold you to it. Yeah, we'll but look it's up, a, we'll a look man it and a woman, watchings. and it's coming yeah. out uh, next Tuesday. It gets you, but an excerpt has already been released on that,
2: and it's yeah, um, pretty salacious. I've seen I've seen some of those uh, some of those outtakes. So anyway, he's never uh, not busy, but he's always uh, gracious enough to join us here on Sports Day Tampa Bay as he does. Uh, very often it did twice this week. Thanks, Tommy. Appreciate it, man.
0: All right, see you next week. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, Hello Fresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm, Hello Fresh.